Hello, everyone. Welcome to the fourth episode of Sparks. We hope you enjoyed the last episode with Yara from Lebanon. Oh, and we would like to remind you that you can listen to all our Sparks episodes on the main podcast platforms because you don't want to miss them, right? In each episode, we share the story of inspiring changemakers from around the world who have decided to do something to improve their society, starting from where they live. Today, we are joined by Ana Carolina and Rafael, a young couple from Brazil. They share a strong bond and are very passionate about the work they do together. They founded an NGO called Agir Ambiental that works with big companies and helps them in becoming more sustainable, fighting the so-called greenwashing facade. They speak Portuguese, so you will hear their voices dubbed by Pascal Munsefabud and Ralph Nabhan. Okay, so let's start. I'm Russell. And I'm Yumna. And this is Agir Ambiental. Love giving life to an NGO. Ana Carolina is a journalist and lives in Piracicaba near São Paulo in Brazil. Before she met Rafael, she worked as a press officer at the University of São Paulo in the Center for Applied Economic Studies, a prominent center that performs calculations for agricultural commodities such as corn and soy. Rafael was an environmental manager involved in social participation spaces and environmental public policies. He has been involved in the third sector since his early teenage years and has always tried to find other organizations that are already working on environmental issues. In 2011, after a series of coincidences, they met on the same flight following a convention on the fight against corruption. We met at an anti-corruption event. It's an international event and it was being held in Brazil for the first time. I was working for Cidade Nova magazine at the time, so I went there to cover the event. Rafael happened to be participating as well. It turned into a string of coincidences involving delayed flights, flight changes and more. And then we ended up meeting at the event, and then we traveled together, right? The return trip was to Brasilia. It was the first and last time the event took place in Brazil. I think it's the originality for me that got my attention the most. And then I'll explain a little bit, because the way we met and then the contacts we had, it was very unusual compared to what I was used to from other people I met or another guy I dated. It really felt like he had his way of living, uh, his way of seeing the world, and he didn't change it to win me over or impress me. He was always himself, so that really caught my attention. And also, we met at this event, and then we took part in various events. We both had a strong focus on issues related to public policies and the third sector. 
It was particularly intriguing because we had already connected on this shared interest. Conectou também nessa nesse aspecto. Para mim, a palavra seria. I think for me the word would be commitment because I already had some experiences with journalists. And there were some projects that I also carried out in the environmental field. I remember some projects in the area of urban afforestation. And I found myself giving many interviews to TV channels, newspapers and radios. And with the ACC, I had a very negative experience with journalists. Because I was interviewed and they changed the content and the approach. And then I was a bit afraid of giving new interviews. I was somewhat skeptical of professional journalists. But then, when I met Anna, I learned that she's a journalist herself. She was actively involved in a movement, and that seemed very interesting. So, it was not only about the ideal she was following, but her day-to-day -day life there. I think her commitment at that time caught my attention the most. Of course, she was a beautiful person, but I mean in more concrete terms, it was her commitment to the movement that fascinated me. Ana Carolina is part of the Focolari movement, a religious movement that also commits to many projects related to the environment. As a journalist, she had previously collaborated with organizations within the third sector and quickly recognized the gap in environmental communication. That was a little left out. And we saw that so many NGOs do such great work. They make a positive impact, but they can't communicate it effectively. People are often unaware of their actions and accomplishments. They could even inspire other people to do the same. This ends up being lost because they don't communicate it. An NGO might hire an advertising or communications agency, but these agencies often struggle to understand the concepts. So, I've always tried, before founding an NGO, like we founded Ajir Ambiental, I always tried to look for one that already existed and worked on the same topic. That way, we can join forces, energies, and make this organization grow. That's the thing. When we started working in this area, we realized that it didn't really exist. This is how the idea of founding Ajira Mental was born. An NGO based on three pillars. Sustainability, communication, and technology. Rafael and Anna Carolina realized that there was a need to bring together expertise in the three areas to have a positive and effective impact on society and on the environment, helping companies to be more efficient, sustainable and connected through a network which could ultimately benefit all parties involved. The birth of this NGO is closely linked to the love story between Anna and Rafael and their marriage. The main partnership that we closed at Ashirambiantal happened about six years ago, and it was exactly during our honeymoon. 
e foi muito interessante. It, it was very interesting because we had even talked about like let's not take our computers let's actually switch them off to enjoy the honeymoon because we need to rest we need to enjoy ourselves and enjoy the wedding that had just taken place except that one of the founders of Ajir had a contact with an organization called the Avina Foundation and they were in great need of a person with my profile to contribute to a project together with a large corporation and water efficiency platform within industries within organizations So, I had to apologize to Anna, because she also saw that it was a very important thing, especially the deadline. That was it. There was no possibility of waiting any longer. And it's a good thing that we agreed and accepted, because today we have many projects in various areas with this organization. And there are even some partnerships today that we can't believe are happening. One of the companies they work with today is called Clabin, and it is the largest producer and exporter of packaging paper in Brazil. They have collaborated on a project based on the use of Social Progress Index. This index is used to measure the level of impacts that occur on the territory as a result of the production process of these companies. Some parameters it considers are health, housing, water, sewage, safety, respect for diversity, gender, education, and others. As well as telling if Clabin is generating impact and what kind of impact. It also serves as an opportunity for mayors to look at deficiencies and invest more resources, or somehow balance this process. For example, in Telemaco Borba, education is very developed, but there are other issues such as violence or gender inequality. So the mayor and local authorities can focus on that and actually invest in what needs to be developed in the city. So in addition to being a benefit for the private company, it also ends up acting, helping the public sector. Another example of a large company with which Agir Ambiental collaborates is Heineken, one of the largest beer companies in the world. Such companies heavily rely on water in their production process. So a great challenge would be to return used water to the land so as to leave a positive impact on the environment. And this is exactly what Rafael and Anna work for. So, taking the case of Heineken in Ceará, the company was very concerned about returning to the territories part of or even more of the amount of water they consume. And then we developed a methodology together with the Avina Foundation, with various social technologies such as rainwater harvesting, productive gardens and vegetable gardens, ecological restoration, modular composting and more, where we can count exactly how much water we are returning to each territory. And the great thing is that many of these technologies also generate income for the community, so a productive backyard as well as producing food for the family's subsistence can generate some surplus that can be marketed later. So I think this is also a very interesting project that is demonstrating this concern that companies have to contribute to the communities in which they operate 
And at the same time, having returned something to them, because by investing in a project like this, you end up having guaranteed water and water security for your production. The story of Agir Ambiental seems to be a great success story, and it is. But both Rafael and Anna told us that difficulties, of course, were not lacking, especially in the beginning, when the NGO had few employees who also had other jobs to support themselves financially. I think every organization goes through a lot of difficulties in the beginning. It goes through a lot of situations where you really have to persevere. So I think that in the beginning, it was very much about trying to establish these contacts, establish these partnerships, and it was practically the two of us, and some people working voluntarily as well. So we started very small with this project, and then we started adding other projects along the way. And the second big blow was the COVID-19 pandemic. There have been moments where Brazil faced extremely challenging circumstances. So on, on the health issue, we had a federal government that was completely unfavorable to fighting the pandemic, and that really damaged the whole situation. The vaccine took a long time to arrive. It so happened that we had our partners simply turn to us and say, look, we can't help you, we really wish we could, we really wish we could continue this project, but right now... We need to pay attention to our employees. There are a lot of people who have COVID. There are a lot of people going to health centers and there's no oxygen in the health centers. Before the pandemic, the government was already weakening the environmental sector. First, it shut down the Ministry of the Environment, and then it reopened it. The whole environmental cause was discredited. The government came in, and then the pandemic hit. So really, the blow was kind of twofold. Everyone who worked in the environmental field suffered a double blow, and it really seems that now we're able to breathe and think a little more strategically. It's really been a period to renew ourselves and get active again. Rafael and Anna firmly believe in their work and do it with great passion. But working with your husband or wife is not always easy, and their story shows us that with a good dose of understanding, balance, and a lot of dialogue, you can carry on with family and work duties, side by side, and even make radical choices. Well, of, of course there's a challenge, right? Not to confuse the moments, the processes. So, look, now is the time for Rafael and Ana. Now is the time for Agir. So there's a bit of a challenge, which isn't totally simple. I think there has to be a lot of dialogue, a lot of understanding, a lot of respect. When an argument happens, I think it's normal. But we know it helps us improve the relationship so we can enjoy ourselves, do well. And it makes us better for the organization too, so. I never noticed us having a discussion that was simply, ah, I want to fight with you just for the sake of fighting. No, it's, it's always been constructive. It's always been about evolving. And the moment I think we realized that, it was worth founding Agir Ambiental. We talked to several people exposing our situation that we don't want to give birth to a child. 
But we see that our contribution to the world is different. It's a little different, for example, in environmental action. So when we end up not closing ourselves off in our reality, but opening up to be able to generate these other changes, I don't think we replaced it, but we saw that this was our role. It wasn't to create an individual being, but to generate a contribution to the world in other ways. To be a spark for society. You can do this in many ways, following what you feel called to do. And for Anna and Raphael's case, they felt the need to take an action for the planet and for the people by working alongside companies and individuals who want to fight for a fair society. They do this by following three interconnected tracks, sustainability, communication, and technology. Their ways to spark change. And it has the potential to have an impact on society. There's a personal issue as well. There's a personal belief that we don't want just to work or make money or do something, you know. But we want to make an impact on society. And we realize that this impact can be produced through action. You can make a significant change in the world. And really, as much as it's an individual initiative, it is possible to make an impact and change starting with the individual, together with others in the collective. We have an interesting experience in this respect. We can even invite the other viewers to get to know and sign up for this project. It's a movement called It's Now. So this movement is intergenerational, but it seeks to encourage people to take action, to carry out climate actions, to act in the favor of the environment. So anyone can sign up. We have a whole process that helps people to understand how to carry out an action and how to get together in a group and really make an impact on the environment and the climate in the locality itself. Be a push for change by getting together and starting now. This is Rafael and Anna's invitation to each one of us, a couple who had conveyed all their passion for what they do together. If you would like to know more about them, their NGO, and their story, leave questions in the box below or go to the link you can find in the description of this episode. We'll also add the link to It's Now, the project Anna Carolina talked about, so you can see how you can start taking action for the planet now. Thank you so much for listening. And special thanks to Pascal and Ralph for lending us your voices in this episode. We look forward to seeing you next month for another story of Changemakers. And if you know any interesting story you would like to hear about in this podcast, please let us know through our social media channels. You can find us at United Word Project. See you soon. This was Sparks, a United World Project podcast. Speakers, Russell Gabayeron and Yumna Buzamel. Authors are Rita Amidi and Laura Salerno. Editing and sound design by Russell Gabayeron. Social media communication by Luisa Rodriguez. Production, Pascal Munsefa Bud. And special thanks to Carlota Raimundo, Tamara Pastorelli, and Paolo Balduzzi.